Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I'm Georgia Close, your host. Thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is here to serve you and stand alongside you in your journey to becoming your best self. Through speaking with industry experts, authors, and amazing individuals throughout the world who have a message to share, we are bringing you empowerment, inspiration, and strategies that you can instantly implement. Our focus is on the whole person, and research shows that the happiest people in the world the most fulfilled countries in the world are the ones that make time to nurture uh, and build their relationships, their money, their self-worth, career, love life, and health. When we feel great within us as the whole person, then and only then can we create positive change around us. I'm really looking forward to introducing you to this next gentleman. Casper is his name, and he's a native New Yorker. Both his parents uh, were in the medical field of one type and the other of another type. So he really grew up around this environment of holistic healing. His father was a doctor, mom was a psychologist, and he followed in those footsteps. Although his degree was in marketing and finance, uh, at 22, he ended up starting a company of his own, Innovative Medicine. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, He's also an avid traveler and an explorer. I don't think there's a place he hasn't been, uh, but his search for how do other cultures heal the body is bringing him to all these different parts of the world, and he's able to come back and implement this into the medical center. Um, To give you a few fun facts that he might not bring up, but I will, he's had some really interesting things for lunch. And he's absolutely climbed almost, well, I guess half of the big summits out there. Loves tennis, uh, loves exotic food, tarantula. He's eaten giraffe and rotten shark. going to have to ask you about that one, Casper. So anyhow, here he is. Um, it is our pleasure and our honor to have you today on the show, Casper. Today, we're going to be talking about health with Mr. Casper Schultz. And um, as you heard in his bio, he has some really cool stuff to talk about. But Casper, uh, the very first thing I want to ask you before I even ask you to introduce yourself to the audience and say a few words is what is the deal with eating rotten shark? Can you just take a sidestep and (laughs) tell us about this? (laughs) Absolutely. And, and that's a great way to jump into things. Thanks, Georgia. Um, you know, the, the, I've to. been fortunate enough to travel a lot in my life. Yeah, no, I, I've been fortunate enough to travel a lot in my life and, and see a lot of different cultures from a really young age. And that's something that led me to do what I do now in the health field, because I used to travel with my father, who's a doctor and, and go all around the world seeking different therapeutic options. And um, one of the places that I ended up was Iceland. And mm. in Iceland, if uh, you know any of the listeners ever been, there's something called Hakarl, which is really just rotten <laughs> fermented shark. And I have to be honest, it, it tastes exactly as it sounds. 
Um, it, it is, <laughs> oh. it's, it's a delicacy there and I could see why they are Vikings and, and, you know, and really have a, a different approach to everything. But, um, yeah, I, I always say immerse yourself in the culture, see what's out there in the world. Um, you know, do things that scare you. So that, that was one of them. And I conquer that fear. And, and I could say that I have eaten rotten fermented shark before. Yes. Oh, I love it. Well, I have been in parts of the world also where they call it, where they say it does have specific health benefits. So if this comes up later in the podcast, we'll all know why. <laughs> um, but for yes, now, that, that, um, that's a part of it, of course, too. <laughs> Well, let me um, actually have you just for a few moments, if you don't mind, just tell our audience a little bit about you in your own words uh, so they can get to know you. Yeah, sure thing. So I started a company about 15 years ago. I'm the co-founder of Innovative Medicine. Uh, Innovative Medicine is really a company we started in an attempt to really advance and reshape healthcare. I think all of us um, have seen or, or known people that have been through the healthcare system and, and just, you know, kind of not really seen successful outcomes. And um, I, I really saw it after going through business school as an opportunity to, to, to make a change and try and pioneer something different. Um, so the way we went about it is through an advanced and personalized approach. We really wanted to humanize medicine and really help people restore their health through body, mind, and spirit. So it's East meets West, it's conventional meets integrative meets alternative. Um, it's things from all around the world. And it's trying to do it in a scientific way and really tailor it to each person so that we could finally cure the incurable. Mm. Wow. So no small feat in a short lifetime. <laughs> I, I always said I, I chose a really big challenge, and uh, yeah, most people are like yeah, maybe maybe three generations down some of that. But I'm I'm trying to be a serve as a catalyst than it all, and, and it's a great challenge. And I will say, the bigger the challenge, you know, the more sort of kind of happiness and and purpose I think you get out of it. Sure, absolutely. What was your aha moment? Of where you just decided, okay, I'm going to follow, you know, I'm going to follow this kind of family tradition of uh, exploring the world of medicine and healing. What was your aha moment where you said, I've got to do this versus I'm going to be a financial advisor or, you know, an architect? Right. And, and I actually was a financial advisor before I started this. Yeah. And I think the aha moment got me out of that. So <laughs> for me, it was, it was kind of, I, I, you know, like I mentioned before, I, I had a unique upbringing. My parents came here from Poland and immigrated here before I was born. I was a first generation. And um, they, uh, my father's a doctor, my mother's a psychologist, and they really instilled this, this different type of approach to uh, just, just view my life, just being, you know, health first, uh, mind, body, spirit, really taking care of yourself. And I thought that's how most children grew up. I mean, I knew my friends had a little bit different upbringing, but, um, you know, it, it was something that was just really ingrained in me at a young age. So I had a belief that health is our natural state, that, you know, we have these incredible abilities within us to heal. And it, it really didn't dawn on me, I think, until I went to business school. I didn't follow in my father's footsteps as he probably wanted to become a doctor. Mm. And I started, I got into finance and I wasn't too happy. I, I was a little bit frustrated. I was kind of felt handcuffed. 
that was just a you know lowly uh, entry level financial analyst and and you know just didn't have satisfaction from what I thought would be a sort of different uh, lifestyle and a different kind of uh, career for me. And my aha moment came when I got a call from my co-founder who was in medical school and wanted to drop out to start a company that basically was going to reshape healthcare. And and it kind of just all struck me at once. It was like, you know, out of the frustration and dissatisfaction, you get this call out of the blue. It's almost like the universe was saying, hey, this is, you know, your route. You've been doing this your whole life. This is second nature talking about health, medicine, you know, all these different aspects that you've been for all these years, Hmm. this is your calling. And it it really flowed from there very naturally. I never knew, you know, much about running a company or anything like that, but, you know, it it just comes as you go. And there was just a passion there to keep doing it. And, And so my aha moment was literally a phone call that made me realize everything that I had grown up with and kind mm. of learned as a child going through, you know, adolescence, everything was all there for a reason for me to kind of carry on and do something that I felt happy doing. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, I feel like we hear that a lot on this podcast because we're seeking out and people are seeking us out who are just passionate about what they do. They're people who have, you know, left what seemed logical and reasonable and gone into things that they just were driven for. And it's so exciting. It's so much, it's so much more exciting, isn't it? <laughs> it's amazing. So anyway, thank you for following it your really calling. Is, yeah. <laughs> well, I think Oh, you're well I mean, I, I think all of us have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it can be a very, very scary thing, I know. But uh, it seems like, yeah, it seems like we're all designed to do something very specific and it's very important that we follow that. Um, Otherwise, who else is going to do it, you know? Not the same the way that you would do it, Casper. Well, I I mean, everyone has their own journey and, uh, you know, that's something I've realized, especially when you talk about health and you talk about people that are either in disease state or just unhappy. I've always said, if if you're unhappy, you're unhealthy. You may not go to the doctor because you're unhappy today, but the truth of the matter is that, you know, being in an unhappy state is really an unhealthy state. So, you know, we're all dealing with this. And I think you need to put health first and prioritize that and find a way to be healthy and preserve that greatest, greatest treasure, which we really believe is health. So that's, that's kind of the mission we're on. And, and the message we do want to get across is that, you know, you need to, to look after this, this blessing you have of health and, and do everything possible to empower yourself with the tools, guides and everything to, to, you know, really stay in that healthy state. Absolutely. Well, okay. So walk us through, walk us through innovative medicine, walk us through uh, the center. Um, What is your mission and vision? How I know uh, in a lot in, in, on your website and whatnot, it talks about, and you mentioned it here, um, intending to change the medical field. Walk us through that part of it. What's the foundation of this idea of integrating all the different medicines together? Yeah, so so really the, the foundation of everything here is how do we truly get people to self-heal again? 
because I think a lot of what uh, medicine has become is really treating, which has become managing disease. So for anyone dealing with anything that's a chronic disease, uh, you're really talking about mostly lifetime management of your symptoms and that disease. What we're trying to do is really kind of flip that around and say, we don't want to manage your disease. We want you to manage your health. And how do we get you there as quickly as possible? How can we take tools from all around the world, from ancient you know, understanding of Chinese medicines to advanced you know, technological um, uh, systems like pulse electromagnetic field therapies? How can we take that, personalize it to you, really humanize this, not just addressing the biochemical kind of side of things, but also the psycho-emotional and spiritual side of things. And how can we get you back to your natural state of health and then keep you there as, you know, for the rest of your life, really? So we kind of look at things a little bit differently. So if anyone comes into our center, we're not as concerned with the diagnosis, which in most medical offices, that's the lifeblood. You need to know the diagnosis or you can't do anything from there. Hmm. Where we stand is your diagnosis, yes, it's a word, but it does not define you. You are much more than just that diagnosis. And we're not going to treat you as, you know, just a grouping of everyone with this diagnosis and a generalized protocol. We want to look at why do you have that? So a lot of what we do is ask why. And I think medicine in general and patients and people have gone through the healthcare system don't ask that question enough of why do I have it? You're asking, a lot of people ask the question, well, what do I have, right? What do I have? Do I have hypertension? Is this depression? Is this Crohn's disease, Lyme disease? There's so many different, you know, diagnoses mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. But the question we want to get to, and really the core of everything is, why do I have it? Once you know your why, just like, you know, you know your why, it makes you passionate, everything like that. Once we know your why about why you're out of your natural state of health, we can then come up with a very personalized and tailored and more, I would say, natural and holistic approach to getting you back to your natural state of health, regardless of how complex or chronic a condition is. So it's, it's really a, a, a different, um, you know, and unique approach to medicine. It is one, I believe, that also empowers the patient, meaning a lot of the responsibility lies on the patient. It's not here, take a pill, keep eating like crap, keep doing stressing all the time, keep <laughs> drinking, whatever it is. Right. You know, it really is. No, you're responsible for your state of health. We will guide you with different tools, procedures, techniques, everything you need that's going to be very personalized and across the whole medical spectrum. We have psychologists there. We have, you know, energy medicine people. We have conventional doctors all of that. And we're going to, though, guide you. And it's your job, though, to take over that. We're going to hand you the baton, give you all the training techniques, but you got to do it. You got to go to the gym. You know, if you want to get fit, you can't have a personal trainer do the work for you. Same thing in medicine. You can't have a doctor heal you. Only you could heal yourself. So, um, you know, it, it really is a different, I think, approach, especially when I have, you know, we have doctors come in and shadow us and everything. And it, and it, it really is kind of flipping around a lot. But I think at the same time, it very much is humanizing it. It's putting the patient first and it's really individualizing and honoring the unique uh, kind of person you are with all those traits and all those characteristics. And, and from what we've seen, the, the results are really phenomenal. Hmm. 
I I wish we had time to go through all the different therapies that you guys cover. I'm um, and so I just want to encourage everyone to go to your website, <laughs> <laughs> innovativemedicine.com. And um, yeah, it's it's fascinating. So I think you know I don't I definitely don't speak for all experiences here, but um, I am such a huge fan of natural medicine. And definitely, you know, like traditional Western medicine is so great for emergencies and, you know, mm-hmm. other things as well. But I find in, in my own personal experience, and again, this is just my own, you're, I suppose, would be the expert in this field. Um, but I see sometimes that Western medicine and integrated medicine, alternative medicine, natural medicine, those two fields oftentimes press against each other. And push back. Have you found the same thing? Or have, I mean, how have you found that those worlds can come together and really work for the patient's healing? Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing, and, and I have to say, I honor all types of medicine, first and foremost. My father was a anesthesiologist yeah. and surgeon to start. So he right. was the most conventional of conventional guys, you know, and and a real kind of, you know, logical engineer. That's 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 what he was. He knew he wanted to be a doctor from when he was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of frustration of some of his results and a little bit of feeling like he, he wasn't doing enough, he started to expand and started to go outside of the normal box of conventional medicine. And that became more integrated when he started going into looking at more natural methods, biological methods from Europe and, you know, again, uh, Eastern methods that, that just have such a long and rich history. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of it, Georgia, has to do with, um, you know, leaving ego at the door. I always say what I would love mm-hmm. to see is everyone around the table, everyone well represented, meaning your conventional, your specialist, your you know surgeons, everyone, along with all the alternative medicine practitioners, your acupuncturists, chiropractors, all those people, mm-hmm. and put the patient in the middle, and then work together to really formulate something that's best for them. You know, not what you think is always best because everyone's going to be a little bit limited. If you only went through conventional training, that's what you know. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that's what you know. Same for alternative, though. I'm going to say that, too, that I think alternative medicine shoots itself in the foot by just saying that's wrong. That's wrong. Like you said, conventional medicine is really good at a lot of things. They're absolutely at acute symptoms, at emergency conditions. Right. So you can't say that they're doing something wrong. No, I think everyone needs to come together, really. And that's what we're trying to do. We really are trying to unify medicine. We're trying to bring all these different doctors. And I've been at some of those roundtables where they're there. And it really is a good meeting when you just let wow. go of ego and can open yourself up a little bit and say, you know what, that does sound like a good approach. If we mix that in with a little bit of my approach, I think we'd get better results. Mm-hmm. And the truth is you will get better results. It's just about kind of coming together, unifying this a little bit and not making it your right on wrong, but saying what is best for the patient. That's what we have to do. That's our Hippocratic oath as doctors, as practitioners, as humans human beings, it should be our oath just to help others. So uh, I I do see that it's changing a little bit. You're having more and more of these practitioners, physicians from different fields go there. At the same time, whenever you have that, I also know the opposite happens. So you have more specialties and more people, I think, separating the medical fields. 
But, um, you know, th- there's a great opportunity and we're seeing it. We're trying to do that instead of just really separating things and making more specialties out of specialties and no one's talking with each other and right. communication is so kind of lacking. We want to change that. And we're trying to put it under one roof too. So it makes it much easier for the patient. So it's not go there, then go there, then do this, then do this. I, I think that that's too much to ask of someone that's going through any kind of illness or sickness. So I think putting it under one roof and, and kind of, you know, giving as much as possible and doing it in a unified approach where everyone's on board is really where the future of medicine lies. Wow. Gosh. Yeah. It sounds like a dream come true. Um, <laughs> that's really, really a brilliant outcome that you've achieved so far. And, and your, your center, your only center is in New York, right? Or, are you working on another one? You know, our only one at this time, I'll preface that with at this time, is, is in <laughs> New York. an entrepreneur. Yeah, no, still an entrepreneur first and foremost. Um, no, we, we would love to, to really, and we have trained a lot of doctors in this. That's something we did with our company. We went out there, we went around the world to India, to France and other places to actually go sit down with doctors and train them in this. The thing about it is that it's not easy to train in all this. You're asking a doctor right. to, to, to suddenly, you know, learn about, you know, Chinese medicine, to learn about Ayurveda, to learn about all these different things where it takes time and it is an artistry. That's the one thing I have to say. A lot of medicine has been become very technical, mm-hmm. meaning that, you know, okay, this equals this equals this. I don't need to, you know, that's, that's it. Whereas this one takes a little bit more craftsmanship. This one does take, I think, technique and learning all these different approaches. It takes being an investigator and really getting in touch. You know, the average time a doctor spends with a patient is about seven minutes nowadays. Whereas where in our center, usually during an initial, it's at least an hour. We really want to get to know you. We want to build your trust up already. That's really important for a patient to trust their doctor. Uh, if you're skeptical of the person that's supposed to help you heal, that's not a good relationship. You know, that's not a good start to your healing process. And that takes time. We understand that, that a patient can be skeptical. It takes time and it, and it takes this kind of a real appreciation for where the patient is, how they get there, and how are we going to turn that around? Hmm. Wow. So what, I mean, what kind of conditions do you guys treat What have you seen? The beauty about this type of medicine is it doesn't really um, uh, put you in any kind of specialty or any sort. So we've seen everything from children with allergies or just anyone with, uh, you know, sensitivities, food sensitivities to stage four cancer. Uh, You know, normally I have to say it is about patients that have moved through the conventional ranks ended up not doing well there and then coming to us. So you're going to have some of the more complex. One of the things we see a lot of today's is Lyme disease. That is something that is incredibly, yeah, it's incredibly complex. Uh, You know, conventional medicine with just antibiotics normally does not do the trick altogether. It can, but depends on where you catch it, what other things are going on, what other dysfunctions it really is the best representation, I think, of modern day complexity. There's multiple pathogens, not just Borrelia, which causes Lyme. There's usually emotional things there. Mm -hmm. There's impaired function. So you're talking about a lot 
a lot of different, so it's not one-to-one. It's not like, okay, you have this bacteria, take this antibiotic that you're better. No, there's like 50 different moving pieces and everyone's a little bit different. And if you don't hit all the pieces, you're not going to have true success. You'll have improvement, but then you'll go back down. And it's kind of like you're riding a roller coaster if you're a patient. And I know this because I speak to so many patients. And that's how they describe it as this kind of frustrating roller coaster of you get some hope, you're feeling better, and then you go back down. Because unless you could hit every single one of those pieces that are the root causes, the underlying dysfunctions, those complex chronic conditions, such as Lyme disease, you could say all neurological, Parkinson's, ALS, everything that, you know, even gastrointestinal Crohn's, IBS, diverticulitis, Mm -hmm. those are really difficult to treat on a one-to-one basis. It's never one thing that's the cause alone. It's multiple things. So by becoming investigators a little bit more, getting to those root causes, understanding all facets that are leading to your dysfunction, and then being very personalized with a toolkit that is not just conventional or not just alternative or not just psychological or not just spiritual, but all of that, we get to a much better outcome with patients that address all those issues and can get them back to health as quickly as possible. Wow. Can I ask you a really hard question? <laughs> Go for it. You can't say no now, right? I know. You're, you're on <laughs> I'm in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I don't know if anyone has an answer to this, but I do. You have any any idea how much our emotional state of being actually affects our health? Like, if you could put a percentage to it, when a patient comes in and says, "I've been diagnosed with X Y Z," yeah, thing. Um, do you have, is there any way to measure that? I'm, there's no way I think you could truly measure it on a quantifiable scale, you know, unless you set up your own scale and was measuring it. Mm -hmm. But I have to be honest with you that, you know, if I'm going to answer that question, knowing all the doctors I work with speaking to all the patients, I'm going to put that somewhere between 70 to 80%. And, And the reason I put it that high is because, the body is the body. We know that, you know, there's so many different outcomes and so many different facets of, of that, you know, the body, the biochemical side, but it really truly is the emotional side that I find as the X factor in patients. You could have almost twins come in showing the same exact lab results, showing the same exact kind of biochemistry and, and exhibiting the same symptomology. And if one has a, uh, I would say more grounded, more positive outlook, a higher consciousness level, you could say, Mm -hmm. and maybe purpose and passion in life, and the other doesn't, I'm going to point to the one that has a higher positivity, all of that to get much better, much quicker, and actually get back to a healthy state, whereas the other one most likely will not unless they change that. You know, our thoughts are so, so Mm. important. Our emotional state is so important. We neglect that. We spend so much time on fitness, diet, all these external things, but we never go into the mind where it all starts. You know, science is now showing that. Absolutely. Science is showing us through fields of study like uh, psychoneuroimmunology that it all starts with your thoughts and your emotions. From there, it trickles down through the the, uh, HPA axis and, and delineates into symptoms. 
So we're looking at it as symptoms and we're not really addressing, I think, root causes is emotional baggage. It's negative, you know, um, uh, uh, thoughts. It's, it's all these different belief systems that run in our subconscious that keep us kind of in a lowered state. But those are really, I believe, at least from my opinion, those are initiating factors that get overlooked in most people's diseases. And I'd say most people's just unhappiness, which again, to me, is not a healthy state. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad I asked you that question. <laughs> I, have you ever had a time yourself where you've you know, not been as healthy or had an issue where you've just gone, okay, where do I start? to try and heal this? Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit up here and be like, I, I am just, you know, practice what I preach a hundred percent. I think everyone, the, the body basically tells you things through symptom, through others. So you got to listen to it. So I myself am definitely a culprit of just pushing myself as an entrepreneur living in New York City, like, you know, 14 hour days. I used to wear that as an, uh, as a badge of honor. I used to be that guy who would say, I only got six hours. I worked past midnight last night. I'm working through the weekend. This is like how you do it. But I, you know, I was young, but I was still burning out even then. And I realized, you know, you got to listen to the body. And it started to tell me things. It started to get some, I started to get some, you know, feelings of illness and everything. And, and that was its sign of being like, chill out, you know, just, just take Mm -hmm. it easy, you know, pay attention to me sometimes and not that go getter kind of, you know, rat race life you're in. Um, And I think too many people do that. They kind of just push themselves. They don't listen to their body. They don't, you know, treasure again, that, that greatest thing they have, which is health. And I have absolutely been there. And for me, it's, it's almost, I'm actually quite sensitive to a lot of things. So if I start to feel run down, I'll get a sickness right away. I'll get a cold, something mm-hmm. acute right away. And people, I remember I used to have roommates in New York City and be like, damn, you know, you're really sick all the time. You must have a weak immune system. But in reality, it was just my body being a little bit more sensitive and be like, hey, stop it. You know, mm-hmm. chill out. Like we're actually going to make you stay in bed today because you need this. Um, and I listened to it. That's the good thing. That's something I've learned is you have to listen to your body. It is always talking to you. And if you keep shutting it up and just covering up the symptoms and, you know, putting band-aids on it, it's going to get worse and worse until the point where it becomes something chronic. And fortunately, you know, I've, I've had this understanding and I know when to kind of shut it down, when to take care of myself. And that's something I think more people would really uh, benefit from is listening to their body. Wow. Yeah. Amen. It's a lot harder to do than, you know, just go to go to a doctor and ask for a prescription. You know, that's a lot harder. It's a lot more work and a lot more intuition too. A lot more paying attention. But do you have uh, any of those, do you have a favorite miracle story where somebody just came in with almost no hope and, and turned around there have been so many stories like that. And that's, that's why I think I'm so kind of passionate about this as an outsider, not in the medical field. So I'm not, you know, doing procedures or anything like that, but I I am in the medical center a lot. I'm talking to as many patients as I can. And I love hearing those stories when they are done because they, they give you this kind of, you know, hope and they take you through this journey that is just incredible where, you know, there are people who had catheters stitched in straight into their heart and were just on a deathbed almost in their early 20s and taking, you know, 60 to 80 pills and had no hope. 
And then slowly but surely, you know, with our help, with actually, I should say, with with their own help and us guiding them, uh, we're able and now are just, you know, and, and the thing also is once they become better, they usually take on a different purpose. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's fabulous that when people get better and find purpose in helping others. So they go on to give talks and go on to be, you know, inspirational speakers and authors. And I think that's great. Mm. That's like paying it forward. And it's only almost using what was such a, you know, desperate moment of sickness as then showing that that was actually a jump off point to something greater. So they, they transformed what was a very negative time of their life into mm-hmm. something incredibly positive. And I think that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I always say, you really start things at the end of your treatment. It's really at the end of your treatment is the beginning of your real journey. And what you do next with health is really important. And I think people that have had periods where they're very sick appreciate their health so much more. Oh, yeah. You know, and and, and they really do want to pay it forward. And they really do have this obligation, I think, uh, you know, to take care of themselves and feel so great doing it. So I love those stories. And, and, you know, and they each one of them to me is kind of like a miracle story because, you know, so many were just put off as incurable and that was it. And, you know, we've had people that were on their deathbeds and, and able to regain health. And that's just so inspirational. Wow. Oh, Casper, I would love to talk to you all night about this stuff. <laughs> this is so I cool. I understand. Yeah, no, we got time limits. <laughs> yes. um, okay. Well, this is the tip of the iceberg. Absolutely. Um, so let's move into the power section here. Yeah. Do you have a book that you've read um, that's had a big impact on you, you would recommend to us? You know, I've, I've read so many great books and, and I think books are one of those things that are, they're kind of really personalized to you, not just to you, but to the time you're in. So for me, one of the first books when I was younger that made a huge impact was Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, um, especially with, I had, you know, family that went, went through World War II in concentration camps, but it just gives wow. you that perspective of, you know, anything is possible. You, you can transform your place, you know, where you are. If you think you're, you know, in such a poor place, read that book and just appreciate and be grateful and understand that, that you, you know, you, every, you have the freedom in your thoughts to do with whatever you want there. Even if you feel you're binded by certain things, that, that's a beautiful kind of freeing book for me. And I think for patients as well, and anyone going through any kind of dilemma in their life. The other one, when I was a little bit later in life and, and kind of trying to um, figure out my career was Jack Canfield's The Success Principles. Mm. Just because it, it was my first foray into kind of self-help and my parents always gave me all these books and self-help and I always put them aside and I think I had a little bit of like arrogance of why would I need help, you know, um, sure. I'm doing pretty well, <laughs> come on, you know, but, but everyone needs help. And, and that was the first book that kind of laid out certain things on affirmations, this, that, and meditation, all these things, you, you could take these steps and kind of, you know, take power of your life and, and improve it no matter where you are. And that just sent me on a whole kind of trajectory into just self-help and all these great authors. But those are two. Those are two books yeah, I, I, I definitely recommend. Yeah. How about uh, a quote or a saying that you live by? Uh, it, it's up in my office it, it, on a, a nice uh, mural, but is The First Wealth is Health by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Ooh. And, 
And I really do believe that, you know, I, sometimes we have patients that come in and, and kind of are like, well, I don't know, it, it costs money and it's this and that. And they're, they're driving, you know, nice Mercedes Benz and they got this, you know, it's what, what do you <laughs> prioritize? What do you yeah. put there? Like, you know, you can't go, you know, when you're gone, you can't take all that stuff with you, but you could extend your life. You could be so much more productive. You could see your grandkids grow up. You could do so if you value health. And that's the greatest wealth in my mind is your health. And that's something, you know, that, that I always tell people, I always point at it when I'm talking, the first health is wealth is right up there on the wall. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love that. The first health is wealth. Um, okay. So how about a, if you had to leave the world with one golden nugget, one final message, uh, what would you say? Ooh, one, one message. Okay. Um, it, it would have to be, I think, you know, just, just, love more. I, you know, I really do believe, I know it's almost like cheesy and, and everything, but I think it's, it's love is, is the kind of, you know, guiding force of everything. It lifts you into higher beings of conscious. It heals. It does so much. And I think more people just need to love themselves too. It's not just, I'm saying like love as to like go around hugging people or anything like that, <laughs> but, but actually kind of love yourself. Cause when you, you truly love yourself as you are, that's in a state where first off you want to preserve your health. When you love something, yeah. you want to see it be its best. Best, right. So when you have people that are really down and have low self-esteem in a negative state, it's almost like they don't have a problem to abuse their body and kind of, you know, take it out on themselves. Whereas people that, that have this love for themselves really kind of, you know, take health to another level and can help so many other people with that and just radiate this high level of vibration and energy that mm-hmm. you could just feel when you walk into the room. And, uh, you know, they don't have to even say anything or, or do anything. You just feel that. And I think that's, that's a high level of consciousness that can transform so many things, transform any problem you have, any problem out there. So, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, I think, a, a large kind of mm-hmm. um, uh, philosophy and, and something that, you know, it, it's not easy sometimes to grasp. And it's not like, do this, you know, eat more of this now. Um, but I do believe that that, that is the key to everything. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty darn important. Well, how can we stay connected to you and how can we support you? Yeah. I mean, uh, first and foremost, innovative medicine, innovativemedicine.com, like you said before, go there, check it out. It's, it's really about, um, trying to promote this new approach to healing this, this new kind of paradigm we're talking about. Um, and I, Definitely welcome people to connect with me on social media, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, Casper Schultz. Uh, like we were saying, my, my last name isn't easy to spell, but S-Z-U-L-C. Look me up on there. I love speaking to people. You know, if, if there's someone out there that has questions on their health status or their family member has something going on, they're unsure what it is or anything like that. I, I love talking and just connecting, you know, people I know in my network. I have thousands of doctors. I've met over the years, experts in different fields. Um, you know, like I said, this is kind of my purpose, my passion. So anyone that wants to reach out through there, I'm, I'm more than happy to talk to there. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. So that's Casper Schultz and that's S-Z-U-L-C. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Last question for you. Yeah. Uh, so the name of our organization, Rise Up For You. When you yes. hear that phrase, rise up for you, what comes to mind? When I hear that phrase, I think of empowerment. I think of honoring your authentic and limitless self. 
You know, when, when you rise up for you, you're doing things that, that you know, are, are so, I think, honoring your spirit and just being that, that limitless person who can achieve anything and understanding that within you is all the power you need. It's not outside of you. Rise up for you. Do it for yourself. Do all these things. Never do it for anyone else. Don't care what other people say. Just keep going. Find that passion. Mm-hmm. Find that fire in you and rise up to it. Rise up to the challenge even in you. I think yeah, that's how we evolve and become better people. And, and I think that's what we need right now is people to rise up for themselves and not for anyone else. And in doing that, we will help so many people along the way. Wow. Oh man. I love that. Well, thank you so much for your time, Casper, and for your insight and for following your passion, <laughs> <It's been laughs> for my pleasure. leaving that world of finance and coming into the world of health. It's, <laughs> We need more like that. So thank you. And um, it's wonderful talking with you. I hope, I hope we get another chance to talk about this. And gosh, I hope every single one of our audience members has a chance to visit your site because it's well worth it. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I, I hope they visit that too. And, and it's really been a pleasure speaking with you. Oh, thank you so much. Well, you have a wonderful, wonderful week. And I hope to talk to you soon. All right. You too. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast series. We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow. Tomorrow.